So good. Uh, hello, everybody, once again, and welcome to the Heart Shape Decisions podcast. And I'm delighted today that I've actually got uh, what is de definitely the youngest guest I've ever had on the Heart Shape Decisions podcast in over 30 episodes. And I'm, I'm really pleased that uh, we've got a young lady called Grace Spicer here with us today. Who, hello. <laughs> hello, Grace. Who hello. Is, um, she's a former student, but there's something something um, a little bit special about Grace. I don't know what it is. She's got that indefinable quality that um, just made me made me think I've got to speak to her. And we connected on, on LinkedIn. We've just been having a little bit of a chat before we came on the podcast. And Grace, in fact, thought I was somebody else and sent me a connection request on LinkedIn. But then we found out we had uh, people that we knew in common and we've kept in touch ever since. And... Um, I think Grace is actually an inspiration for other young people because of what some of the things that she's she's doing with her life at the minute. And she doesn't think that at all because most people that are inspirational don't think they are, which is, uh, which is you know, something that, uh, you know, people have called, people call me inspiring. And I just think, why do you think I'm inspiring? I don't think I'm inspiring at all. But mm. I think, uh, so it's, You've got some, some indefinable qualities anyway. I don't quite know. So, Grace, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and what you're up to at the minute? Oh, gosh. Um, hello. I'm delighted to be on the podcast today. So, I am a, a what they call a, a dreaded 2020 graduate. So, I graduated um, my A-levels. I got my A-levels this year. So, I'm part of that generation of um, the kind of lost with the grades and all that we're all mm. in this controversy at the moment but yeah. um on the side of being a student i'm also i've got a temporary job um so i'm looking for employment at the moment so i was invited to speak on bbc about youth employment for 2020 graduates as well um but as graham lovely mentioned i'm also doing a lot of different projects outside of work and school and voluntary things so currently I'm doing I'm the events coordinator for a mental health event which will be happening uh, with a charity I'm working with which I've asked Graham to help out with which he has which is lovely um, I'm also doing some work with the Department of Work and Pensions and the government for um, getting disability rights in the workplace as a young disabled person myself and I'm also a member of Toastmasters International which is a uh, public speaking group so and I've noticed over the years that young people are it's lacking for young people which I have been previously discussing with Graham about um, the awareness that needs to be around getting more young people into public yeah. speaking as well. Yeah I think you're so right there I think um, you know I didn't I mean I, I'm the former member of Toastmasters International I would not be doing what I'm doing today if I hadn't joined Toastmasters in 2003. And I probably wish, you know, it was the most important thing I ever did in terms of my personal development was to join Toastmasters because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do very well at school. I didn't get any, uh, you know, I didn't get A-levels. I got what we used to call O-levels. I got one O-level and um, I left school and went to work at the age of 16. And had no, really didn't have any confidence at all, you know, and no, the idea that I would ever speak in public was, um, you know, if, if you'd said to me when I was 18, that you'll, one day you'll actually speak in front of 300 people on a stage, I would have been, you must be joking, that's not going to happen, um, I'm not going to do that, 
I'm going to food well, I'm going to do what I do. But I have, you know, I have um, found the confidence to do that. And a lot of that come, comes from my membership of Toastmasters, which I was a member of from 2003 till 2017. And um, yeah, and, you know, most, mostly enjoyed it. And it's, a, I think, you know, more young people should be involved. I think um, one of the things that a lot of the young people I meet these days are lacking in confidence. Mm. And you get confidence by doing things that make you confident and speaking in public is one of those things. Yeah, so, it, it's it's a very big fear among young people. I, I'd talk to other young people and I'd say, have you ever been interested in doing something with public speaking and speaking about your opinion? Because we are all very opinionated now. We've all got our own distinctive opinions and ideas and suggestions, but those who actually want to speak about it, it's it's become almost just a fear amongst a lot of people. And it's like with Toastmasters, you just have to keep practicing it and get yourself out there into something like Toastmasters. Yeah. And you'll feel so much more confident and just your well-being will also be improved, I found, with being a part of Toastmasters because yeah. I've been able to meet people who are confident and ex can exude that on me. I'm able to network myself a lot better, help myself more as well. And they're just a lovely, lovely bunch of people to know. Yes. It, it wasn't easy finding Toastmasters um, if I was thinking about joining. So I joined back in September last mm -hmm. year. So I was still 17 at the time. Yeah. But um, prior to being on Toastmasters, we, we'll go back about what, three years so I would have been about 15 yeah I in I got elected to be on the Milton Keynes Youth Cabinet which is basically like the youth council for Milton yeah. Keynes so I was able to make decisions um for young people practices young yeah. people things that, Im that impact us in our town and one thing I noticed pretty much right at the end was my enjoyment of actually being in the public and talking about things whether they could be good bad funny anything really public speaking was something I enjoyed doing and I only found out about that from a chance that I had when I was um, when I signed off to leave so they were doing a closing ceremony for the leaving members right and the leader said to me hey Grace um, would you be interested in presenting the show and I said or co-presenting sorry the show and I said yeah I'd be up for that and then I had a thought as well on things I went you know what actually I wouldn't mind submitting a speech as well so I said to the leader I said to her hey do you have an extra two minutes you can add on the end of the conference for me to do a quick speech you know give my public speaking skills a shot and she said yeah you can um we need something because we were doing it on International Women's Day yeah. we need a speech about women in politics and women um in public speaking so we'd love for you to just put something together so working with the leader we made a speech I presented it and I didn't realize until after I've done it just how much I realized that I wasn't on the cabinet necessarily just for the debate and everything I was there also for the presenting side of things and I think yeah. that's what made me stick on it for I think I was there for two years that's yeah. what made me stick the excitement of talking to the public presenting stuff yeah. and the confidence that gave, it gave me from that and from that I was referred to speak to Cecile Widborne, yeah. who told me to join Toastmasters. And here I am today um, speaking with yourselves, Graham. So it has taken me very far in not even, I'd say, less than a, nearly just under a year. I've yeah. come this far already with Toastmasters. And it's 
amazing just to see how far I will potentially go with it. Brilliant. So what, what would you what would you like to be, you know, what's your kind of ambition? What do you if you could do anything, what would you what would you like to work towards doing? Oh gosh. <laughs> it's that's quite a big question. I get asked that all the time by like teachers and stuff when I was um so when I said I wasn't going to university, they were telling me, what do you want to work as? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But if I was to go all aspirational and stuff, yeah. something on television, definitely. Something yeah. talking, a television presenter for a show or something like that. That's the dream. That's the aspirational side of things that I hope to get. Well, with my well, life. Well, you've definitely got, you've definitely got that, um, that. I can see that in you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. When I saw, I saw the, I saw the clip from the um, piece you did on television the other day. Yeah. And I thought you looked very, very professional, and I thought, oh, she looks as if she belongs there. You know, mm. if you belong on, you belong in that, in that kind of. You speak very, you speak very clearly and um, mature in a mature way. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, I know what you mean. Far yeah. More grown, far more grown up than I was when I was eighteen. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it was a very last minute thing, that BBC interview. So I wasn't, so I, I for those who don't know on the podcast, I was on an interview with BBC Look East uh, three days ago, uh, talking about youth employment. I think I mentioned it at the start. Mm. And it was all very last minute arranged as the BBC are. So it was arranged the night before. So I only had one night to prepare for that, um, realistically. That was a good thing. Yeah, so it was, it was a very... It was all very done very... I remember sitting there and I said to the guy, oh, so when's this getting airs? And he said, oh, in three hours' time. And I was like, you what? <laughs> it, was, it was just... It was It was definitely different. And I did get a lot of good feedback from that, from both Toastmasters and friends of mine as well, saying that I'm inspiring to them. That that does bring a bit of a tear to your eye when people say oh, stuff yeah. like that, that I've inspired them and motivated them to do different things. You You kind of don't want all them compliments loads on you but at the same time it is nice to get those special yeah, no i know um, exactly what you mean because you know the re the reason i went into speaking i mean i've used to speak in public i suppose toastmasters was like a hobby that i learned from um mm. because i've worked you know i've delivered training for a living for 25 years um and going you know becoming a professional speaker was a step a step more than that and um but yeah you know it's like my first proper public you know professional speaking gig although it wasn't really professional because i didn't get paid for it was when my old friend jim reynolds who i was just talking to about before we started recording invited me to come and speak to 250 teenagers in milton Keynes. and um afterwards i did my talk and um Afterwards, two uh, two young lads, two young seventeen-year-old lads, came up to me in the car park afterwards, and told me that I'd inspired them. And I was like, no one had ever. I don't think anybody had ever said that to me before, you know. And it was like, well, I thought I've actually got to do this now because if I can inspire those two people and maybe make a difference to their lives, how can how many more people might I be able to help in that way? Oh, exactly. How many? Yeah, I, think, how much... I, think you, I think you. I think you could do the same. Mm. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. At the, at the end of the day, inspiring people to look differently, think differently, yeah. and 
try something new is something I've always tried to channel into other people because, mm. you know, if you're just going to stick doing the same things every day, that's at some point going to get boring. But so you, yeah, you could, um, what I would suggest you might want to do is, you know, if you've been, if you've got me, you've now got the contacts at the BBC Look East. So keep in, keep in touch with them and say, what, what, how, you know, how, how else can I help you? Yeah, I was. It technically, I don't have contacts with the BBC because I I, I was contacted from someone else. Oh, to I see. If I would come onto it, so I don't know them directly. Right. But um, no, I was doing it with a charity. Yeah. Um, so I was doing it with Yes Young People's Mental Health, who um, you've met Antonietta. Yeah. She's lovely. They were the ones who kind of got the ball rolling on that for me. So I'm incredibly grateful for what they've done. Um, for all that I was so last minute but so it was so grateful to have it as well but no you are 100% right it's just how many more people can I inspire to do this 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 and this I try my best to be a youth advocate for things that maybe aren't talked about as much in mm. young people anymore so Toastmasters um, I did a blood donation for a while as well I talked about the importance of donating blood Wow. Organ donation. I've talked about organ donation. I'm on the uh, register already. I was on the register since I was 13. Um, just lots of different things that maybe aren't considered in the first thought for young people. If you yeah. know what I mean, they aren't. They aren't initially considered for young people. But you wouldn't realise if you told them about these things what the mm. response might be. Because yeah. from that, I think I inspired um two people to with the do blood donation i inspire two people who are now regularly donating blood um now so e even if that's just two people that's still a knock-on effect i could have caused in the long run yeah, um and that that's what you sometimes inspirational people and advocates don't realize they can do if yeah, you influence absolutely. one person you can influence their friend and you can influence their friend and so yeah. forth and that's the influence behind the initial influence i don't think inspirational people understand that they can give to other people as well yeah can i can i ask you you said about not going to university can i ask you what what made you decide not to go to university so i'm not going with with all the pressure i got given from you know everybody because everyone was like oh you've got to go to university grace you the university experience and stuff mm. like that I chose not to simply on the basis that I'm just not prepared and a hundred percent knowing what I want to take. Right. So I don't see the point of investing time and money, of course, debt yeah, yeah. into something I might not be very passionate about later, longer down the line. Yeah. So, and I'm more of an experienced person than I am an academic person. If you Me were to too. compare my GCSEs to my voluntary experience, yeah. The pair are very different. I'm much more of an experienced learner, which is why I took um, BTEC diplomas instead of A-levels. Yeah. Because I learn better that way. I learn mm. better from experience than I do academia. So university isn't like a, a cross-through. It's just something that I'm saying not at the moment. Okay. I don't 100% know. And some people respect that. Some people are still a bit you should do it anyway but that's you know you'll get different opinions regardless on those kind of that kind of debate really so yes i mean i'm under the opinion that you know, that people should go to university if they want to but i don't think you know it seems to be almost that everybody you know you're in in um you know in my you know when i was young 
if you went to university from a working class background, which is where I come from, um, you, you were exceptional. Uh, nowadays, you know, it, oh, why aren't you going to university? Well, not, not everybody has to, you know, you can actually, I'm convinced that you still can have, you know, a, a good life without going to university. Um, and, and plenty of people do. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's actually quite, quite. I like people that uh, that um, don't do what is don't do what's expected. Yeah. You know, do do something unexpected. So you might decide when you might decide in two years time you do want to go to university. Yeah, and I and I said to I, I discussed obviously the future with my parents because obviously it's not easy to find a job at the moment. No. I said to them I'll be considering the open university. So that might be. A different environment so I'll be yeah. learning from home rather than going off to a campus yeah. but I think I would in somewhat prefer it that way so it's still the same university level education it's just yeah. a different environment really so yeah I'm kind of going against the norm I think there was mm -hmm. only I think in my entire sixth form I think it was me and about seven other people that said they weren't going to go to university this year and that was considering that's a sixth form of about I think 200 people wow it's it's yeah it's it's a lot that's quite a small percentage mm. so it's it has been weird to be kind of outside the norm because obviously everyone's discussing like all these uni things and accommodation and stuff and you're yeah. kind of feeling a bit left out from it all but I needed to kind of say to my teachers and just to myself what was best for me and I said oh. just not this year if at all so I had mm. to just go with that really yeah, brilliant. No, that's, I, mean, I think I think that's one of the things that I like about you is that you are you are your own person. Mm. You have to be, and you, you know, I've I think I've always been my own person as well. And you know, it's kind of I've never I've never done what I've never necessarily done what other people have done. I've always done what felt. You have to do mm -hmm. what feels right to you, and that's where the sort of yeah. heart, the heart shaped decision. I my decisions are all based on feelings. Mm, that's yeah, I'm not logical. Yeah, with the feeling of heart-shaped decisions, I wouldn't say that my entire life I've had this mindset. I'd say only within the past year and a bit mm. I've had this kind of mindset because um I went through a lot of mental health issues. I went through a lot of difficulties growing up in school. It wasn't easy right. and eventually I had to I dealt with so much. I just kind of went off on my own route. I just said sod other people I'm just gonna go and do what I want to do yeah and it took me a while to accept that it took me a while to be more honest with myself and not try to please other people and make decisions that would make other people happy mm. but to make like you said a heart-shaped decision a decision on my own feelings yeah that took me a lot of mental health work and a lot of difficult days to get through that and um, I went through a bit of counseling just over a year ago back um, mm -hmm. when I just turned 17 I went I was in the counseling um scheme for a while and they kind of set, pushed the boat out and told me you can do what do what you want don't let don't try to please other people and it took me a long time to accept that but I think that's what's made me the person who I am today so I wouldn't Ooh. say I've been making heart-shaped decisions all my life but I would say that I've become more confident and more of an advocate about it now than I would have been, say, two years ago. I wouldn't have been anything like this two years ago. You probably wouldn't recognise me. 
So right. yeah, I was a very different person. Um, when I was 16, I'd kind of given up on my education. I kind of given up on myself almost. I was dealing with incredibly difficult friendships, difficult relationships, uh, difficult mm -hmm. mental health issues and struggling to accept myself as a young person with a disability as well uh, because I'm autistic and it took me a while to accept that as a person but so I kind of just gave up on myself I just couldn't understand or love myself in a sense mm. so I failed uh, well not failed but I didn't do well in many of my exams but through the difference between my GCSEs to my BTECs where in that two years I was at sixth form I managed to accept and love myself and appreciate myself and give more heart-shaped decisions and understand myself better, I came out with A-stars, AA across the board. So it, even though grades don't matter, they, they, as I think I said in a post once, it, it's not a big thing, but it does show the progress that I've made throughout the two years. It, it just that's, the two years. I, did, I didn't actually know, I didn't know you were autistic. I would never have known. Yeah, most people don't <laughs> off the first bat, but, um, it's 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 one thing I was very kind of not ashamed to talk about, but I didn't talk about. Mm. I wasn't open about being autistic. Um, only until like the past, I'd say six months, have I been. That was one of the very last things that I started to just accept about myself that I'm not gonna change who I yeah. am. I'm not. Obviously, most people when they look at autistic people, they think of them in the very shy and nonverbal sense. Um, but it's kind of the opposite for me. For me, it's more the learning side of things and okay. the frustration and the overwhelmingness. Those are the things mm. that most affect me compared to or some autistic people who are very nonverbal, very academic. For me, it's almost the other way around. Very social, okay. struggles to understand instructions and I take a bit longer to learn things and mm. stuff like that. So, yeah, and... It was a shame because throughout school, I never accepted it and I never went and got a diagnosis. I kind of just went, I'm not autistic. I'm not going to go get a diagnosis. Mm. I still don't to this day, but I'm going to be applying for one in the next few months, hopefully, mm -hmm. when the services all open back up. But um, because of that, I didn't get any learning support either. Wow. I didn't get any helpful help or anything like that. So I, I did struggle a lot in school and I don't think that helped as well with just my attitude to myself as well. I think I was very just blaming myself for things that mm. weren't my fault really, if that makes sense. And it has been something I've only newly been very open about um, and having to just accept that that is who I am, so. Yeah, well, that's, that's really, really refreshingly honest of you. If you, in fact, if you go back through the episodes of my podcast as a uh, Wax Awards, one of the about fifth or sixth episode on the podcast, there's a lady called Sam Warner. Um, oh, I know Sam. She's yes. a lady in Toastmasters, actually. She's in yes. Toastmasters up in the, uh, she's in Shropshire. And she she is, I once saw her do, a, she's a DTM. She's been in yeah. Toastmasters for quite a few years. Sorry for the audience, a DTM is a distinguished Toastmaster because Obviously, a lot of people that listen to this don't don't know anything about Toastmasters, but um, but so yes, they should. But Sam is a um, yeah, Sam's actually also a member of the uh, Professional Speaking Association, so I see see her at those meetings sometimes. But she she actually has her own business, and actually her husband's autistic as well, 
and um, she's amazing. And but she did a she did a presentation at um, one of the Toastmasters conferences called the Autistic Toastmaster, and she yeah she explained autism to me. I didn't really appreciate. I had very very little appreciation of what it was like to be autistic until I saw her mm. presentation and um, it really completely opened my eyes. You know, I I uh, I I'm even more. I'm even more impressed by you now, now that I know, because you, you, you had made reference to having a disability, but I didn't know what it was. I thought, I'm not going to ask, because it's not an obvious one. And, you, you know, it's not, it's, not something, it's not obvious to me, anyway. It's not obvious to most people. It, it mm. kind of is obvious if you've seen me in a school setting, because I do struggle a lot. I did struggle quite a lot in school. Mm. But um, no, most people don't, as and probably this is probably the first time I've ever been really public about it, like for lots of people to hear. Um, so for some people, they wouldn't have had any idea. So like you said, being the autistic Toastmaster, that speech, mm. that would have been very influential on everybody. And people would be like, oh, autistic people aren't very verbal. They're quite shy. They would never do something like public speaking. Quite the opposite in my sense. If anything, I'm not scared by public speaking at all. Yeah. And I think an autist, being autistic plays a role in that. Yeah. I think that fear has kind of just been eliminated and it's just being honest and talking about my feelings on stage without any feelings of judgment. Because I think that's just yeah. how it works really for the autistic brain. But I can't say that on the behalf of everybody, of course. I can only say no. that on my behalf. Mm. So if you are someone who has... A disability and does public speaking don't be ashamed to talk about it because that's what has made you you and that's what has made you a very good toastmaster <laughs> yeah good speak absolutely i mean yeah 100 yeah it's um that's i'm actually very flattered that you've chosen to speak about that on uh on this podcast because you're about the third or fourth person that's actually told something very personal about themselves for the first time publicly on mm. this podcast so i'm very flattered that you did that you felt that you could so yeah it's yeah. to be fair most members of my fat my but like extended family don't really know to an extent so this has been the first time i've been very public about it i would usually just tell people in passing my close friends know because mm. they're all some i've got some friends who are also autistic um as well so yeah it's um uh, it's a it's just lovely to just be more open about it and more accepting of myself now. So, yeah, it's like a big, uh, you know, I know when I first started talking to people about my story, it was like, because I just, you know, for many years, I just sort of got on with my life and never told anybody about, you know, I'd, if I, if people asked about my family, I just said they were in some strange religion and uh, mm. I sort of moved the conversation on and then, Gradually, I began to I began to sort of think, you know people said well you know you could um, you could help other people by telling your story and that was that was yeah. when I decided to do it you know but I was a lot older than you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, one thing kind of similar to that was I I am have been in a youth club for autistic people mm. uh, for five years I've been there since I was in year nine that was the one thing the school actually did helped me with in regards mm. to being autistic they sent me to a youth club yeah and it was only up until about a year ago I was actually like yes I do go to an autistic uh, young people's youth club and I love it there previously when people asked me oh why do you go there I would have said oh I'm a helper there I don't I just help the children out I don't I don't um 
don't do anything. I just help them out. Mm. I wouldn't have ever gone, I'm a member of an autistic youth group. I would have just said, I'm a member of a youth group. Yeah. And I think also if I do give, I will give credit to aspects. They have helped me as well become who I am today. They've been a great support network. They've been, they're just, they're a lovely group and a lovely mm. group of teenagers. And if anyone is in Milton Keynes and has someone or knows someone who is an autistic young person under 25, get in contact with them because they are going to really, they are such an amazing group. And how would you contact them? What's the best way to contact them? Um, so you're probably just best off looking at the Milton Keynes Council website. You'll find it on there and all the contact details. So it'll be Aspects Trust and have a look on there. So okay, brilliant. Thank you. That's lovely. No problem. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess, I mean, this, yeah, this, episode probably isn't going to go out for a few weeks because I've got a few so you know your life could have changed a bit by the time this uh, this is actually going out it's it'll probably be like October before it goes out because I've got quite okay. a few in the tank already to go out before that I've actually recorded a lot of people have wanted to get involved recently which is great um so I don't know I mean if somebody if somebody was going to offer you a job now what what would it what what kind of job would you what would be the sort of ideal thing that you'd like to get involved with right now if, if one was to come along if one was to come along oh gosh okay well I, I say things I say to people who ask me what job would you want right now I'd say one in an aspirational sense and one in a realistic sense yes. so the realistic one would be based on the qualifications that I have so something in events management and marketing because I'm qualified in, in business and media so okay. I can work in the media fields as well mm -hmm. um, if I was to be aspirational like I said uh, previously something on tv something you know um, on radio something presenting wise I've presented events before and those yeah. have been really fun I love hosting things so anything like that that's the aspirational side of things so I was to, obviously with looking for a job at the moment I have to be more realistic than I do aspirational especially yeah. at the moment but it doesn't dishearten me it's just how this year has panned out for me so okay brilliant I've got an idea for you go on then <laughs> uh, I think I think you should start your own podcast I do have a podcast oh, you? I do but I haven't touched it for about three months um so I, it hasn't really taken off. So I do have one, but um, it hasn't really got that far. It was meant to be around like, like similar to your podcast around inspiring people and inspiring projects and groups okay. in Milton Keynes to talk about towards young people. So basically what I do, but on a podcast um, and it, to be fair, it just has been difficult in general trying to get in contact with people who would be, willing to do it but i do have a podcast i've just i just have had very a big lack of time to be able to invest a lot into it so i think i've only got an introductory episode and that's it so that's, that's as far as a lot of people go to be fair yeah. um yeah i mean i started mine and i've become i started this podcast i think it was in march and uh you know i thought to myself if I'm going to make this work, I've just got to find people to be on it. And, and, that, and people have been very, you know, people, all sorts of people, most of the people that I speak to now, um, I don't even know them. They're just, I just put, a, I just put a shout out on LinkedIn 
And the only criteria are that you can't be famous and you've got to be interesting. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think you probably will be famous one day and I'll be able to say, I'll be able to replay this and say, I knew her when she was 18. <laughs> the amount of people that have been so kind and nice to me since the BBC interview and said things like that, it's, it's lovely and thank you. Got, got <laughs> I'll, I'll send an autograph over in the post, Graham, it's fine. <laughs> well, anyway... I'm sure we'll speak again before very long. Um, we will, yeah. I've got a couple of events coming up in October. If this is getting published in October time. Actually, if you let me know when the event is in October. Uh, 10th of October. So I'll, if, if that's all right with you, I'll briefly explain what I'm up to. Um, at yes, the moment. of course, absolutely. So I'm with working with a charity called Yes Young People's Mental Health. And this was the charity that um, counselled me all them years ago. So I wanted to give something back to this charity. Mm -hmm. So we are running a virtual mental health festival for yeah. anyone to join. And Graham is on this festival as well. He's talking about men's mental health um, and the importance of just talking about your mental health. Um, so it's going to be a festival on YouTube. So anyone can access the videos. They're going to be random videos posted throughout the day. And we'll also be doing live interviews on Instagram as well. Um, talking with people, interviewing people. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a day focused around all things mental health and how important it is to look after your mental health during times that have this year, during times that this year has been, yeah. where people might have felt very isolated, very lonely, very scared. Mm. We may have been personally really badly affected by the pandemic as well, yeah. um, not just physically, but mentally too. So it's an event to kind of bring people together. So the event is called uh, Give Your Mind a Minute, and it's being hosted by myself and the team over at Yes Mental Health. Uh, you can find out more on our Instagram, which is Yes Mental Health. So it's Y-I-S uh, Mental Health on Instagram. And hopefully on the 10th of October, you'll see my face popping up everywhere and I'll be doing lots of things that day. So if you do want to be a part of the festival, we would love to see you. So... Okay, so on the 10th of October, I think that's probably the day that I'll be putting this, this podcast episode. Oh, up. fabulous. There we go. So I'll put that in my, I'll put that in my diary. So yeah, the 10th of October is uh, World Mental Health Day, the awareness of mental health, and that's a Saturday. So hopefully, if this is being coming out today, after you've listened to my podcast with Graham, uh, go over to Yes Mental Health YouTube or Instagram and see what we're up to over there. <laughs> there you are. That's brilliant. Fantastic. Well, Grace, it's been... Uh, if yeah, I know if people want to contact you, they can they can find you on LinkedIn under Grace Spicer. You can and, find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with anybody. I'm working on loads of projects, and I'm happy to be a part of anything that anyone can offer me. Same with jobs as well. If anyone wants to maybe hire me, <laughs> new graduate here, I'm kind of looking for a job, so I wouldn't mind it. But um, yes, it would be lovely to meet you all. So do pop me over a message on LinkedIn. Let me know your thoughts. Today's podcast. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure I think I'm probably going to have you back on next year and see see where you got to uh, in, in the time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna um, thank you. So I'm just gonna.